Research suggests LGBTIQA plus people experience higher rates of sexual violence than the broader Australian population. However, until recently, there has never been national level research into how LGBTIQA plus people experience sexual violence in Australia. The Gender Violence Research Network from the University of New South Wales is collecting important information from all diversities of the LGBTIQA plus community on their experiences of sexual violence. So the survey is part of a package of work we've been doing for about five years, looking at domestic violence and sexual violence as it's being experienced by LGBTIQA Australians. So over the last five to 10 years, Australia's been having a really important conversation about domestic violence and sexual assault with a particular focus on violence against women, which is really important and understandable. But what we know is that LGBTIQA people are at similar or higher risk of sexual violence and domestic violence, and that we're experiencing that violence in different contexts, in different sorts of ways than other communities. So the survey is the first time that we've got the opportunity to develop a national picture of LGBTIQA communities and what our attitudes and views are, particularly about sexual violence. So as you mentioned, we know that the LGBTIQ plus community sector is more vulnerable for sexual violence. Are there statistics that we can back off this info? So we've got some smaller surveys and studies here in Australia and also overseas. And what they find, for example, you know, adult men compared to adult women on average have lower rates of sexual assault. And one of those reasons is that most men are heterosexual. They're engaging with women uh, and women are by and large, for the most part, not, not sexually violent. Now, that's different for gay men because sexually engaging with men actually is, is a risk. You know, men have got higher rates of sexual aggression. So, for example, gay men have equivalent rates of sexual assault as heterosexual women. But that's also true when we look at women who have sex with women. They're also reporting experiences of sexual assault by other women that I think in our normal ways of understanding sexual violence, it just doesn't quite make sense. And so we really want to just dig into the data and try and understand, you know, what are some of the risk factors for sexual violence? What are some of the contexts in which it's taking place? And also, how is the community intervening? Because it's really important to acknowledge that in the LGBTIQA community, we've got a long history of looking after each other. How important is to collect data on sexual violence from the LGBTIQ plus community and its intersections, as in with First Nations, cult communities, etc.? Yeah, look, it's a great question, and it's really important. The way in which, at the moment, we track, as a country, we track our progress around the prevention of sexual and domestic violence is through surveys that ask questions about gender equality. So really ask about people's attitudes to equality between men and women, which is really important broadly, but not specifically relevant to sexual and domestic violence, LGBTIQA communities, because this is violence that's not necessarily taking place between a man and a woman. So that's really important. But we can't generalize, you know, the LGBTIQA community is very diverse, very different, different cultural backgrounds, different language groups. And of course, for First Nations people, including brother boys and sister girls, you know, including people who are living in remote and regional communities, so my First Nations colleague, Professor Vanessa uh, Lear-Matt, uh, has actually been flying out to regional remote communities uh, and touching base on the ground, spending time on the ground, talking with communities, talking with community organisations, 
to really encourage people to fill out the survey that maybe otherwise we just wouldn't be able to reach. Now, how is this issue of sexual violence impacts First Nations people and cult communities? Well, it impacts different communities in a range of different ways. Uh, and we know that, for example, for cal communities where there are cultural and linguistic barriers simply to help seeking, it can be really difficult to know where to go. And depending on people's cultural background, there can be a lot of shame and there can be a lot of concern um, that anyone would know that they might be LGBTIQA. Now, Michael, after collecting the data, what's the future work you expect to do with it? So the work is funded under the National Plan to Prevent Violence Against Women and Children. So it's funded under the Commonwealth Plan to Prevent Domestic and Sexual Violence. So once we have the data, it's a matter of working firstly directly with policymakers and with government so that they clearly understand what's similar about LGBTIQA experiences of sexual violence, but also what's different from other communities and how might the government develop their approach to sexual violence uh, in order to make sure that it's inclusive of LGBTIQA people. And where can we get more information about the survey and how can the community answer the survey? We've got a URL. It's tinyurl.com slash LGBTIQA survey. Um, or they can find us on Facebook if they just search for LGBTIQA sexual violence survey. They'll find us and they can fill out the survey. That was Professor Michael Salter from UNSW, ending that report by The Wire's Eduardo Jordan.